From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Well, I know it's a real busy time for the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. He is busy in his office tonight. He is already doing the planning for the Grey Cup game on Sunday. But, Coach, really appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, away from your busy schedule to join us tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. And, uh, boy, uh, congratulations on yesterday's game. That was uh, that was a nail-biter. Thanks, yeah. It's always easier to chat after a win. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, eh? And, and, and I'm sure after the first 15 minutes, you're thinking, like most fans, uh-oh, that wasn't where we uh, were, were planning on going. It was, it was different, obviously. Uh, we've we had a lot of questions even about our team, and, uh, you know, I kept uh, trying to assure people we'd show up. I did feel the good energy. I thought we were ready, but we looked uh, a little jumpy early. We screwed up the play early and jumped outside, and then, our defense obviously uh, had a, a, a few breakdowns as well. All of a sudden, 14 nothing. You know, and I looked at the sideline. I just say, hey, just keep fighting. We're not out of this thing. And I didn't really feel like anyone panicked at all. Uh, that was good, good, uh, good sign for our team. And, and obviously, we came back and, and won it. You know what I, I thought was interesting because you know after after two possessions and two scores for Edmonton, uh, your defense was looking for a stop, and they got that two and out when Micah Johnson knocked down the ball, and that and that that did you know sort of turn things around because all of a sudden this team had some confidence, and then uh, we saw what happened in the second quarter. Yeah, I thought they get it. You know, our defense a lot of times does kind of take a while to see what the other teams do when it kind of settles in. I think Devon uh, has a better idea of what they're trying to do, and you know. It, they had a lot of weapons. They really do. Um, it was uh, certainly a team that we knew would score. I, I talked to my offense and said, we're going to need at least 30 to win this thing. And, and it really did come down to that. And that's what I felt like it would take. And, and it obviously it did. Well, a couple of things, Dave, you know, and we talked about it, you know, in our pregame show, a couple of things had to happen. As you say, you had to score 30 points. You had to score touchdowns, not field goals. You obviously needed the running game and your offensive line had to uh, step up and win those battles in the trenches. And, and all of the, all of those things came together. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you win. You usually have some things that you like and uh, we had a plan. We worked hard at, in the bye week um, you know, by not playing, I, I do think sometimes you can, maybe get a little out of rhythm and those type of things. But I do think it helps you prepare. I felt like our guys knew what they were doing and how we wanted to attack them and all those type of things. And um, it was, you know, to me it was a classic. I always, <laughs> I love classics when you win, though. <laughs> uh, but it really had a lot of great CFL action. You know, they had many times I thought we could have taken that game and ran. I thought Anthony's passed down the sideline if he catches that. Uh, you know, we go up 37-15. Uh, and then late in the game, I felt that we had a pretty easy uh, illegal contact call that wasn't overturned. Still not quite sure why, but I thought we could have taken the, you know, got points. At that point, it was 31-25 late in the game, get points, we're in good shape. Didn't happen. All of a sudden, it really did become a nail-biter, and, and ultimately, yeah, we uh, our D stepped up. They made two third downs and just tried to kick, and, uh, uh, you know, we were able to get a couple first downs, big first downs there. Uh, to, to keep the clock running. Can you explain that uh, that challenge any more to our fans? Like we we saw the what challenge? happened. Yeah, you know it, it, it was a strange one. We haven't seen that all season long, and yet they say the ball is already in the air, and that's why they ruled it uh, no illegal contact on Devar Daniels. Well, there is a rule where the, if the ball's in the air, um, then it is not illegal contact. But to us, it was pretty clear that it was six and a half, seven yards deep. We even slowed it down, uh, and, and Bo was throwing the ball, and Navarre is six and a half, seven yards deep, 
And, uh, you know, listen, in all seriousness, I don't want that call challenged anyway. That's right. not why the rule's in place. But you see it over and over getting overturned, and I felt he was definitely beyond the five-yard zone, and I thought it was a pretty easy call. Um, glad we won because I certainly, uh, you know, it was it a, a game changer at that point? I thought it might be. And, uh, you know, they have the right to make their call and, and see what they see. But, yeah, I thought it was a pretty easy decision and was surprised when we didn't get it uh, uh, first down on that play. Tough to shut down the top receiver in the Canadian Football League, but I, I thought your secondary on Brandon Zilstra did an excellent job yesterday. And, and it wasn't just on Brandon Zilstra. You know, the, uh, they put pressure on Darrell Walker. Yes, he had the one big one. They put pressure on on Darius Bowman. Uh, they did a very, very good job. And, and, and that, that certainly uh, created some issues, I think, for Mike Riley. Yeah, he got his yards. He did, and they just keep fighting, keep plugging at you. Um, you know, we had a lot of different personnel packages. You know, we got Tunde in there starting his, you know, at a big game at Sam. I think it was his second start, and you know, he basically was out after the first two drives. So you got to give a lot of credit to Joe Burnett. I mean, we had some other guys step up. I thought Siante Evans had a great game, and I know our guys were fighting there as well. Uh, Smitty just seemed to just will himself to stay in there. But Siante and Joe Burnett, to me, really stood out in the back end. Joe hadn't played in 10 games. We were already down Shaq Richardson, who I, I think is one of the best Sams in the league. And uh, it was big time for Joe to step up. Uh, he is a, in my opinion, he's always been a, a big game type of guy. Um, you know, yeah, he's not as fast as he used to be, but he certainly can still make plays and very impressed with his performance. I agree, and and that was too bad about Tunde. Uh, Tunde for the Grey Cup game. Uh, what's the uh, prognosis? He's got a chance, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like the old uh, Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a <laughs> you're chance. You're telling me there's a chance. But yeah. I think it's a little better than uh, Jim Carrey's chance there. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, he certainly did it. Did get an injury. Wouldn't come out unless there was something that was bothering him. And mm. we'll see how quick he heals. Yeah, and, and certainly hope so. And what about Shaq Richardson? Because, uh, you know, is there a chance he could play in, uh, in, in, in an Ottawa? Yeah, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. And okay. I made a decision, uh, you know, with other guys as well. I thought he was healthy enough to play, but not going to be at his top. And I felt like against Edmonton, you had to be at your top because of their receivers. And now then by him not playing and us winning this extra week, I really think will pay off. But you never know. Uh, certainly, uh, it wasn't a, a minor injury he had as well. He, he, he'll hopefully be back and practicing, showing me what he can do, and uh, hopefully he can get right back in his spot. I'm already getting some texts uh, rolling in on our text line at four zero three nine seven four eight two five five, and this is from Lisa, and she says, "Dave, yesterday's game made it worth sitting to the bitter end of the previous two. Best of luck in Ottawa. Go Stamps, go! Hey, over thirty thousand yesterday at McMahon Stadium. I know you referenced it on our post game show last night. Uh, that was that was great atmosphere." Yeah, I mean, Calgary's come through big time in the last two West Finals. I'm probably more than that, but for some reason, those are the ones I remember, uh, obviously, um, being the head coach and that sort of stuff. And you really do want to see if the city's going to get behind you. And, and the guys feed on it. They really do. And, uh, yeah, we've had good support all year, but certainly I think the, the people stepped it up. It wasn't a perfect uh, day, but it could have been a lot worse. And uh, to be over 30,000 is, is a tribute, to obviously, to to our team, but as much uh, to our own fans. You told us in the pregame meeting that wind was going to come up, but did you think it was going to come up that much? Well, I got a bad weather report from my lady that uh, does them. <laughs> She's had it coming from the southwest, and, uh, you know, I felt like it was more of a northwest, but it was so swirling. It was it a was. tough. 
I don't know if anyone could see the balls that were, you know, tough to catch the ball. And both teams struggled. They really did. And, and ultimately both kickers. So, uh, but, you know, it was equal for both teams. Uh, you could tell uh, when you had the win at your back, you had better field position, at least in your kicking game. Uh, but we scored, uh, you know, going multiple directions. So uh, I guess more with the win. But at, at some point in that game, to be honest, I didn't know which way the wind was coming. It was right, left at me, away from me, and uh, it certainly was a challenge. It was definitely crazy, without a doubt. Hey, i got to ask you, because everybody, you know, and, and I know the players came out a bit today and uh, talked to the media, and everybody's, you know, some people are talking about Road to Redemption. Uh, some people were talking about, you know, it was a learning experience, you know, last year in Toronto, and maybe they're going to change their game day preparation. Uh, what is the message from the head coach uh, heading, into, uh, heading into Ottawa this year? My uh, message is just go through your routine. Do what you do um, because football players and coaches are very uh, scheduled people. So whatever you do on a normal road game, we've won a lot of games on the road, um, do that. Whatever you do to take care of your body each and every week, do that. Um, don't you know, necessarily step out of your norm. And that could be a problem, you know, because I know there's a lot of people that travel and, hey, come on out, we'll go for dinner. Maybe it's your dad and mom. Maybe it's this and that. And and it's hard to say no to those people that you love and that sort of stuff. But I think it is important to stay into a normal schedule. So you can still eat your dinner, but, hey, you should probably be back, get your feet up when you need to be off your feet, and uh, and make sure we treat it as a business trip and one that uh, ultimately, uh, you know, kind of make or break your season. Uh, you know, it's interesting because, yes, you got to treat it like a normal week, but it's it's not a normal week. You know that as a player. You know that as a coach because, you know, you, you're leaving tomorrow. Uh, you don't go on most road trips, uh, you know, uh, five days before the game or six days before the game. So, uh, unfortunately, it's not your typical week, and, and yet you got to try to be as normal as possible, I guess, you know, from a player's perspective. Yeah, to be honest, I, I kind of, you know, I do think the NFL is on to something when they give everyone an extra week. And yet, as a, if I was a fan, I don't like it because I think you're like, hey, is the NFL still going? Why are we not playing this week? So as a fan, I think it's great to get the game going. But with all the different preparations, I mean, especially what people don't see is our players are trying to get their family there. They're trying to organize hotels and costs and tickets. And, and then as coaches, in theory, we haven't even really been able to put the last game to bed we're already working. We're gone. We're basically gone tomorrow at 8:30. We're trying to get the players a game plan uh, so we can have success. And yet, we're we're definitely not in our normal schedule. And I don't know about the other guys. But I'm not looking too far ahead when you're playing in a, in a West final because you know you lose, you're out. So you don't really prepare too much in advance. Uh, otherwise, I think you don't do a good enough job in that first game. So. Uh, I do think we were well prepared for this one, and, and uh, we have to see what we can come up with. Toronto's in the same boat. Uh, we got to make sure we're tight and have a good plan, and the guys understand it, and we'll go out there and, uh, and then succeed. Coach, we're going to take a quick timeout. We're going to come back. Uh, your chance to talk to uh, the coach before he heads off with the team to Ottawa tomorrow for the 105th Grey Cup Championship. 403-974-8255. Easy to call. Easy to text. We'll get to those texts. We'll get to those calls when we come back with head coach Dave Dickinson for Tom Sousa Pizza on News Talk 770. 
And your Calgary Stampeders are off to Ottawa tomorrow, the 105th Grey Cup Championship. It's a rematch from the 100th Grey Cup Championship between the Stamps and the Argos. Dave Dickinson does join us here tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. Okay, Dave, I have this question or text from about five different callers. Uh, uh, Darren, Lisa, Dwayne, Tom, Pat, they're all asking the same thing, so I may as well throw it on the table. What was going through your head when uh, Jason Moss, your counterpart, decided to go for the field goal at the end? Yeah, I know it's a popular topic. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I really was just trying to make sure we had the right personnel on the field. Like, uh, I was a little surprised, but then when they ran their guys on, I wanted to make sure we didn't have too many guys and take a dumb penalty. So I was trying to do more of the organization on our sideline. And understanding that when they did that, I, I did think they were going to kick deep and that uh, we would have to get first downs. Um, had faith in our guys to do that. So worked out in our favor. Obviously, uh, yeah, that's probably a question more for their guys. Exactly. Sounds like he answered it. And, uh, you know... Yes, it is what it is. Well, it can define you, Coach, and, and, and let's be honest, because you took a lot of heat last year in the Grey Cup game, you know, with uh, with your call to, to go with Buckley instead of Messam. And, uh, and and hey, it's it's one of those things that, as a coach, you make the decision that you think is right for your team, and guess what? Sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, and I mean, for what I like to do is do what I do every week, meaning that all year and this year, too, uh, you know, when we are in a one-yard situation, we, we've had great success in our short yardage package. Now, some of those are going to be carried by mess, and some are going to be carried by, as you saw in this game, we ran a little uh, reverse type mm-hmm. of thing to Kamar. It was a nice little deal. But we also, uh, Andrews had good success and had done a nice job. So, you know, for me, it's about preparing and trying to make sure that you put your guys in the best situation that you can. Uh, yeah, that, that call there, because any call that doesn't work, is a bad call. <laughs> so, and even you can make what you could consider a bad call and your players do it well and execute it. And then all of a sudden it turns into, Oh, what a great call. So it is, you try to play the odds. You try to do what you think's right. And you also try to do what you've been doing that you've been having success. And that's where I always try to lean on. Dave Dickinson, the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. So let's look ahead to the Toronto Argonauts uh, coach. Uh, you know, the, uh, give Mark Tressman all the credit in the world. Uh, he's up uh, for the coach of the year like yourself because he has really done a nice job with that organization. They've got a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback in, in Ricky Ray. They've got a great running game in James Wilder Jr. They've got a very, very good defense. Uh, the last thing this team can do is go in overconfident, uh, even though you guys are labeled as the early favorites. Yeah, I think you're right on. First off, they have a they do have a tremendous staff. You know, I think they've uh, they've got a lot of guys, a couple of head coaches. They added some what I consider real quality old line guy. You know, Marcus Brady's been doing it a long time as an OC, and and obviously with Tress, I mean he's he's had success everywhere he's gone, and and Mark really has uh, you know put his stamp on that team, and and they got better and better as the year went on. Um, so yeah, they've got a lot of skill. What I think. We got to realize Toronto in the off season had a lot of money to spend, and and they had a lot of chance to sign some really quality free agents. They found the guys that fit what they do, and they've got a lot of weapons. I think getting uh, Wilder at the tailback position, though, was kind of what spurred them on to their success. And not only is he a good runner, he's great out of the backfield. So you know their defense has been playing lights out all year. Their offense caught up with their defense, and you know Ricky had a, is having a great year. So. 
certainly a big challenge for us. Well, it, it was good for the Canadian Football League yesterday because both games were, were very, very compelling. And, and I think that's great when you get to your final four and both games are like that. And, you know, you've broken down, I'm sure, the Toronto-Saskatchewan game now. That was a very impressive drive that Ricky Ray engineered. He completed, you know, a third down situation when they were on the 45-yard line to extend that drive to get into the end zone. And that's a veteran quarterback pulling that off. Yeah, he's always been clutch. You know, you watch him play, and he's a clutch guy. There's no doubt. He doesn't show a lot of emotion, but he he believes in what he's doing, and he's a clutch guy. Uh, You know, I thought they deserved to win that game. I probably will upset Saskatchewan (laughs) fans there, but I felt like they played better that day. And, uh, you know, but Sass did take the control with that return, and and it looked like they had a great chance to win. And I heard it was really windy over there. And for them to go against the win and make those plays and, and, and win that game, certainly, uh, yeah, I'm sure they have a lot of confidence coming into the Great Cup. So, before I let you go, Coach, uh, tomorrow morning you jump on a plane, and uh, I guess uh, it's game on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done, too. You know, and I, I'm always one that enjoys practice. <laughs> I know I don't have to do much, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy the whole process and enjoy the week. And we are looking forward to going out there and, and, uh, and giving it our best. And opportunity is knocking. Hopefully we answer and uh, we can come away with a ring. Is this game about redemption or no? Well, I don't know about redemption. I mean, it's two different teams anyway. I do think our guys understood that uh, when you don't end up winning a Grey Cup, uh, all the other wins don't have that same feeling. It's a little bit hollow. And, you know, you can say it was a success. I believe it was last year, but it just didn't feel right not being able to finish. And there's no guarantees again. In fact, it's going to be one tough road, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we find a way. Well, Dave, I know we're going to do this one more time, not necessarily next Monday because you might have a lot on your plate next Monday, but uh, we'll find a time next week to do uh, one final show. Uh, thanks so much for your time all season long, and good luck in Ottawa uh, for the 105th Great Cup Championship. All right. Thank you. You betcha. Dave Dickinson, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. They get on that plane tomorrow as Great Cup festivities are underway. And, of course, you can catch all of the action right here on the home of the Calgary Stampeders. Unfortunately, not our own play-by-play team, but we are going to pick up the national feed, the national radio feed, for you on Sunday at 2 p.m. pregame show, 4 o'clock kickoff. Dave Rowe and myself, we're going to be hosting a local call-in show after the game. So lots of football talk as we bring you the 105th Great Cup Championship game on Sunday. Looks like the Calgary Flames are going to get another victory. Two minutes left, and they have a 4-1 lead over the Washington Capitals as Calgary Flames are continuing this road trip as they are playing game number three of six right now. When we come back, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, Mark Tressman, and so much more in your Calgary Stampeders. Go nowhere. Keep it locked right here on 770 CHQR.